Welcome to the My Inner Tiger podcast. I'm your host, Sydney D. Camella. I'm also a wife, mother, master life coach, course creator, and spiritual Sherpa. Over the past few years, I have overcome extreme anxiety, depression, addiction, infertility, and chronic illness. And as a result, I've made it my life's mission to teach other women like you that no matter what battle you're up against, you have an inner tiger, a power within to create and manifest whatever your heart desires. If you are tired of being a victim and ready to be boss of your life, you have come to the right place. Each episode, I'm going to share tools, teachings, and techniques I have used and taught countless other women so that together we can create a life beyond our wildest dreams. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your inner tiger is just waiting to be unleashed. I'm so happy you've tuned in. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the My Inner Tiger podcast. I am really excited about today's episode, and I want to just preface it by saying it's going to be a little on the shorter side. Um, That doesn't mean that it's going to be any less meaty or full of amazing information. In fact, I'm really super pumped to talk about this because I've been looking forward to recording this episode for a while because what we're going to do is cover two really key mindset tips that I think and have found personally from my own experience to be very, very transformational in the healing journey to healing your mind and your body. So let's dive right in. So the two key concepts, we're going to start with number one. And number one is not identifying with your illness. Now, this is so important and you would think it would come natural maybe, but unfortunately in today's society in the way that the Western medicine world works is we get diagnosed with these problems or these conditions or these illnesses, be it kidney failure, cancer, diabetes, heart failure, or whatever, whatever, anything that you get diagnosed with, infertility, um, or even I would throw in mental illness in here as well, like anxiety, depression, anything we get diagnosed with, and we immediately take ownership of that diagnosis, and we claim it as our own, and we walk around feeling like part of our identity is revolved around whatever it is that we've been diagnosed with. And this is dangerous. It's so dangerous. And it's false. So let's talk about that. So most importantly, we are not our illness. We are spirit beings and our and we can be experiencing illness or, you know, misalignment within our bodies. But we, the eternal us, are not sick. The eternal us never dies, in case you didn't know. <laughs> we are forever. So even when we leave our physical bodies on this planet in our 3D reality, we are still there. We still carry on. And some believe that we come back in different forms multiple times. I won't get into that because that's you know sticky when it comes to religion and internal beliefs. But anyway, the truth of the matter in all of those belief systems is that we never die and we are spirit beings. So the truth about us is we cannot be sick. Okay. So when we experience 
illness of some kind. I'm just going to use illness or a diagnosis as the the term for the all-encompassing of what I'm trying to talk about here. But when we become or we experience illness, it's really our body's response to us being out of alignment. At the end of the day, plain and simply, that's what illness is. It's manifestation within our physical realm saying, hey, you are out of alignment, okay? And I like to see these misalignments as guideposts. They're just our body's way of saying, hey, we've got some work to do here. (laughs) Because the symptoms that we feel and the diagnosis that we get isn't us, it's just our body's way of saying something's not right, we need to work on this, okay? So once we change the perspective of how we see see this, it frees us up to think more clearly and it frees us up to make better decisions for ourselves and become more in tune with our intuition. So for example, when we identify with being sick, okay, there's like this roller coaster, like this snowball of effect that we get on or that happens. So we're like, oh, we're sick. And somehow deep in our subconscious, because we're identifying with that, we continue to do things that make us more sick. It's, it's sick. It's weird. So for example, I'm really sick and I'm say I have cancer. You know, I see this, this piece of cheesecake sitting right in front of me. And I'm like, well, I'm hungry. I'm just going to eat it. And immediately without even thinking subconsciously, I'm naturally going to just go and I'm going to eat that piece of cheesecake. Well, that is completely damaging to our body that is experiencing this illness. I'm using little air quotes over here. You can't see me, but, um, So that's destructive, and that's what happens when we just identify with being sick or ill. It's like we just continue to continue to continue to continue to hurt ourselves. Now, when we are able to separate ourselves, ourselves, our true selves, from from these diagnoses, then we are able to make better decisions. We're able to become more in tune with our intuition and make better decisions as to how we treat our bodies. Does that make sense? So we're like clear headed and we're seeing this as more as something outside of ourselves. And we start to treat our bodies like companions or as like, you know, our best friend or our sister or our child or someone that we love a lot. We can love them from the outside and, and love them and want to treat them better. So that is crucial and it's critical from a mindset perspective to making, um, to really just setting yourself apart from your illness. So if we're not our bodies and we're not our thoughts and we're not our emotions, then what are we? We, like I said before, are spirit beings, but we are the space in between. We are the quiet whisper in the stillness. We are godlike and we are eternal. We are light. Now, I heard someone talking just the other day about the word human. So if you break human in half, H-U, hue means in some languages it means God, in some languages it means light. And then man um, in different languages, and, and particularly in Sanskrit, the old uh, uh, Indian language, uh, ancient Indian language, um, Man means mind. So really, as humans, we are 
light mind. We are God mind. Does that make sense? We are not these other things. We are not our thoughts. We are not our emotions. We are our bodies. We are God-like beings, okay? And how do we get in touch with this part of ourself? We get in touch with this part by slowing down, pumping the brakes. We live in this crazy world of just constant tasks and to-do lists. I want you to think back. I mean, we most of us weren't alive here then, but some of us were like just in the 80s, right? The 80s, the 70s, the 60s, and, and all that time before that, we life was so much slower. We didn't have everything at our fingertips constantly like, you know, pushing us to do everything all the time with these. I mean, our task list is just constant. My own task list every day, I'm just like, this is inhuman. This is like not sustainable, right? We all have to eventually learn how to slow down. If we don't, our bodies are going to show us we are out of alignment. So we slow down we become more present and we practice mindfulness. Now, I'm not gonna get into all this mindfulness stuff because I will get plenty into that in future episodes, but just remember, mindfulness is things like meditating, yoga, uh, qigong, tai chi, any of these practices, breath work that just slow you down and get you in touch with yourself, okay? so. Let's talk about the process for letting go of identifying with your diagnosis. So first, what you want to do is release it. How do you release it? I would recommend that you write down what you want to release. For example, I might write down, I release the lie that I am my illness. That's a great, that's a great thing to release or to write down. You can even do a little physical expression by taking your hands as you say this and as you write it down after you do that take your hands put them together rub them together really 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 I'm doing this in case you can tell um really really hard so you you create this like friction and this heat and then start releasing it rubbing it all over every single part of your body just wiping off this this idea or this lie that you are your illness Okay, And once you've released identifying with your illness, you want to see it as separate from you. And once you do that, you want to fill in the gap. And how do you fill in the gap of what you just released? You do it with positive affirmations. So positive affirmation examples would be, I am a spirit being. I am the quiet whisper in the stillness. I am whole. I am healthy. I am vibrant. I am alive. I am well, I am complete. Okay, now you might be tired of hearing affirmations. I used to totally be sick of people saying, do the affirmations? Because I would have sticky notes all over my house and do them, but like I never really experienced real change. So here's how I finally learned to do it the right way. So our mind and our subconscious control everything. And where focus goes energy flows. Okay. So what you want to do when you're doing these affirmations is get in the practice of maybe closing your eyes and just saying it and feeling it. So when don't just say it, if you just say it, you're doing it just out of the conscious part of your mind. That's that doesn't create real lasting change. Real lasting change needs to be an actual like footprint on your subconscious. And so what you want to do is 
feel it, attach an emotion and a feeling to it. So I am a spirit being. Feel that, see it, visualize it. What does that look like? I am the quiet whisper in the stillness. What does that look like? I am whole. I am healthy. What does that feel like? What does it feel like to feel whole, complete, healthy, vibrant? So you attach the feeling. And the second part to that is repetition. Do it over and over and over and over again. I mean, there's really not too many times you can do it. I would say at least two times a day, but I love to go anywhere from four to seven. Just saying. Now, I know it's a busy world we live in, so the reality of everyone listening to this doing this seven times a day is probably very slim. I get that, myself, present company included. But the more you do it, the more you're going to experience it. And it will bring real change. And this is such a foundational principle for starting to really heal. Okay, you can do all the things, but if your mind is still associating with the fact that you are sick, you know, it's still gonna, you're still going to struggle. So, all of that said, now that we're clear on how we can let go and release identifying with our illness, let's talk about the second part that's really important with our mindset, and that is letting go of the outcome. Now, I know firsthand that focusing on the outcome will make you crazy. (laughs) Especially in the beginning of my healing journey, I was just constantly like obsessing with my, my lab numbers to look at my like creatinine and see how it was doing and blah, 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 blah. And I was just constantly worrying and worrying about like, I know that I'm saying I'm going to heal and I'm trying to manifest that I'm healing, but what if I don't? And you know, just what if I need this? And what if I end up needing a transplant? What's that going to look like? And what if I, you know, don't get one? And what if I die because I just refused to get a transplant because I believed I was going to heal? And oh my gosh, the circle just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And anyone I know, if you've been diagnosed with any kind of illness or something like that, you know what I'm talking about. It will make you feel crazy. And so letting go of the outcome is incredibly powerful. Now, when I first came or came to understand this whole idea of letting go of the outcome, I'd say it probably really started with a little story that my acupuncturist told me. And she's not just my acupuncturist. She is my spiritual teacher, my mentor, my, I don't know if I'd call her my guru because I don't really love that word, but I see her once a week and she's like my life coach. She's everything to me. She's like my angel on this earth, right? And so she has just the best stories and she told me this story about some lizard, okay? Now, I don't remember if this is some ancient lizard or some myth. I don't know, but the, the idea, I, I believe it was, it's a true story about a certain type of lizard possibly that lives in Mexico, Okay. But this lizard will look and it will look at its prey, okay? It will look at its prey. Let's say it's a cricket. So the lizard sees the cricket. It focuses on the cricket. cricket. It identifies that it will get and eat that cricket. Then what does it do? 
its eyes roll back in its head so he can't see anything and he just sticks his tongue out and right when he sticks his tongue out it grabs the lizard now he wasn't looking at the cricket he wasn't looking at the cricket he rolled his eyes back in his head sticks his tongue out and he gets the cricket now this is such a beautiful metaphor for setting an intention for us we are no different than the lizard Okay, I love this story. I absolutely love this story. And the idea here is to set the intention and then let go of the outcome. Let the universe, God, your higher power, whatever you want to call it, do the work. It's meant to. That's what it's meant to do. So what actually happens when we let go of that outcome? How does it work with the lizard? When we let go of our control, Okay, when we let go of the fact that we have anything to do with with true law of attraction, right? What actually happens is we become more in touch with our higher self. Because we're not trying to control it and using our ego, we become more in touch with our intuition, with our inner tiger, like I like to call it, with our higher self. And we can hear where we're being guided. We can hear how we're being pulled toward the outcome that we desire. You see how that works? See how it makes sense? So how do we do this? How do we set an intention for healing? Well, you identify what you want. So let's do an example. One that I used to do all the time in the the beginning of my um, healing journey when I was still on dialysis and I had a kidney transplant scheduled, I used to say, I will get off of dialysis and I will be able to cancel my kidney transplant. Okay. I said, will, will, will. Now notice I did not say I won't need a kidney transplant. It's important to know that you don't want to use negative um, connotations in what you're trying to manifest. You want to say what will happen. I will get off of dialysis and I will be able to cancel my kidney transplant. Okay. And then for me now, and and even through that process, I would also say my kidneys will heal completely and I will live a long and healthy life with my family. I continue to say that one all the time. So highly recommend writing this down. And another really big tip would be doing this every new moon. So there's something powerful about writing your intentions on a new moon and watching them manifest. So write them down and then take that little piece of paper, put it away and just let go of the outcome. Let it go and just trust. And there's a law in the universe that says everything that you seek is also seeking you. And I'm going to repeat that. Everything you seek is also seeking you. Now that does not mean the ego It's everything that the real you, your higher self, your inner tiger, everything that you seek, the real you seeks, is also seeking you. So just let that sink in. That doesn't include your ego. It's the real you. It's whatever you seek is also seeking you. It bears repeating. (laughs) All right. I hope that you have gotten a lot out of this. Another little tip I wanted to say about um, point number one, the not identifying with your illness. When you're doing the release process, I would recommend doing this on a full moon. So 
look up information on how to do like moon rituals. So every full moon and every new moon, I like to do a release on the full moon and an intention setting on the new moon. It's a really powerful process and it's good to get in the habit of doing this. So I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. It's my pleasure, my honor to be able to share this with you because these things helped me tremendously, tremendously on being able to manifest my own healing on my healing journey. So that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I guess it took a lot longer than I was thinking it would take. So awesome. I will talk to you guys soon. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of My Inner Tiger. Before you go, I have a free gift to offer you. If you're anything like me and struggle with overwhelming feelings of stress and anxiety on a regular basis, I invite you to download my Freedom in 5 formula, where you'll discover how to change your state in less than five minutes. This is my beautiful gift to you and cost $0. So head on over to myinnertiger.com forward slash freedom to download this now. Also, if you loved what you heard today, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes so I can keep the ball rolling. And finally, if you're not already, come follow me on Instagram at myinnertiger for more juicy goodness and fun inspiration. I can't wait to connect with you there. Now, my dear friend, Go out into this world and create some magic. I'll catch you on the next episode.